When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is, this, this, this is is from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views from Mint Street Podcast rolls on. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Brown, Lonzo Wright. So with you talking a little Carolina Panther football. And let's get into this. You and I kind of hit on this on our show, the Rob Brown Show, which airs from 9 to noon Eastern time, Monday through Friday. And of course, if you have the Odyssey app, you can listen to that show too. We talk about all the sports on that show, NBA, NFL, MMA, pro wrestling, hockey, soccer, Everything but lacrosse. I don't get lacrosse. I just don't. I tried. I just don't understand lacrosse. Anyway. By the way, I'm not anti-lacrosse, so we're, so we're good there. I just, I don't get it. It's not even that I'm anti-lacrosse. It's just that I don't get it. Okay. Uh, you can listen to the Rob Brown Show live on the Odyssey app. And of course, while you're at it, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. The Views from Mint Street podcast, wherever major podcasts are found. Here's the question I asked Lonzo on the air today. And I'll let him reiterate his answer here on the pod before I give you mine. Did Steve Wilkes knock the interim tag off of the head coaching position with the win on the road at Seattle? Back-to-back wins for the first time in what? 396 games, I believe. Back-to-back wins on the road against an, uh, a step-up in opponent in Seattle. Did Steve Wilkes shed the interim tag on Sunday, Lonzo. All right, it might have been 396 days. I don't think it was 396 games. Yes, I was being sarcastic because yeah, I okay, tend to okay. be once to three okay. times per day. I was, I was making sure because someone said, what? What did he, what did he just say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it had been a while since they won back-to-back games, and uh, it looked good. It felt good. Hopefully it continues, but that's the thing. It needs to continue. I don't – wow, he won two games in a row. We need to make him coach. Really? Really? What if that's all he wins the rest of the season? I don't believe that's going to happen, but what if it is? You can't just uh, – and, and until he matches and surpasses the mighty Matt Rule, I can't, I can't take that tag off. And right now, he's only won four games. Matt Rule won five. You win me six, I'm down with it. You don't, then it's more of the same and you need to go out and find somebody else. Okay, so – Couple of things, yeah. Let's start with this. Steve Wilkes took over after Matt Rule started the summer against New Orleans back in week three. That means that Steve Wilkes had 
five and a half weeks effectively where he was not the head coach of this football team. It also means that Steve Wilkes has had zero overall control over roster management for this team for two and a half years. And in that time, Matt Rule and David Tab, excuse me, Scott Fitterer, built this roster the way that Matt Rule imagined it. Go back to last week's podcast and you'll hear the segment where we talked a little bit about some of the behind the scenes video clips of Matt Rule during draft day that came out that show very clearly when he said, well, I'm not the GM. I didn't make control over what picks we made. Yeah, not so much. Matt Rule was in the war room telling Scott Fitterer, that's the guy we want. Okay, so we know that that is not true at least to some degree, that Rule was building the roster the way he saw the roster being built. Steve Wilkes missing out on being the head coach for five weeks of an NFL season and having precisely zero control over roster management of this team has four games remaining, Detroit, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Tampa. If he wins one of those games, he will have matched Matt Rule's season win total high during the three years that he was, well, two and a quarter years that he was here. If he goes two and two during the final four, would you take the bet that he goes two and two at the worst in the final four? Two and two. I don't have a good average when it comes to betting, but yes, he should at least go two and two. Yeah. I think the, the 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 worst outcome at this point, even realistically, right? Like this isn't even Rob optimistic fan. Rob the realist says the worst this team does through the final four is two and two. Should have beat Atlanta. Yep. Didn't. I mean, yep. it, there are things that can go the other way. Sure. Whether you should or you do are, are two different things. But yeah, at least two and two. Reasonable to think that two and two is the worst this team can do through the Final Four. If Steve Wilkes goes 2-2, two and two, he will, without being the head coach for the first five weeks of the season, have surpassed Matt Rule's season-high win total at any point in his tenure as a Carolina Panther. 2-2. Two and two. If he wins three of the Final Four, he will be two, gla- two games clear. Of Matt Rule's best single season win total. And obviously if he wins all four, three games clear of that. And that's without being the head coach for the first five weeks of the season. And it includes having that best fractionally minimal control over roster construction. He put Sam Darnold in. He sent Baker Mayfield out. Again, I think there was more to it than just that. But we'll get into that at another point in time. Sam Darnold has been exactly what Lonzo has said he needed to be, a game manager quarterback in charge of a ground-and-pound offense. I was very, very worried that we would go to Seattle and Steve Wilkes would make the same mistake that he made a handful of weeks ago where we won one game by grounding and pounding and then we turned around and for whatever reason, the very next week decided, oh, let's throw the football all over the field. I'm trying to remember it was... um, Goodness, it was coming off of the oh, it was coming off the Bucks win. We decided to try to turn it loose against the Falcons. I don't really count the Bengals because that's a good team. Beat the Falcons, 
turned around, kept it a low-scoring game by running the ball against Baltimore. Lost the game, but very, very late. Turned it around. Beat Broncos with the ground and pound. I was like, all right, if we go to Seattle and they decide to, okay, let's see what Sam Darnold can do, right? Like, let's turn him loose and see what he can do. I thought that'll get us in trouble. What did they do? Not that. They ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball. And every now and then asked Sam Darnold to go out there and just make a game manager throw. We don't need home run balls. We don't need you going crazy. I understand there's a lot of people who think we should try to go crazy every now and then with Chenault, with DJ Moore to stretch the field, work the DBs deeper back into their own territory, et cetera, et cetera. And that's fine. But we have, and we've said this a billion times and will a billion more, found our identity as a football team and a team that runs the hell out of the football. And then when we do pass, make smart, high percentage low risk throws with a game manager quarterback. I was afraid we would not do that in Seattle and it would cost us. Instead, Steve Wilkes rolled out the exact game plan we knew we needed to do to win and we won the football game. And on top of all of that, the other thing Wilkes has done is he has now got this team in his back pocket. The boys have come out heavy in support of Steve Wilkes. There have been a lot of quotes from a lot of specifically defensive players that have been like, I'm ride or die for Steve. Steve was quoted as saying after the win, quote, I'm just so thrilled and so happy for those guys in the locker room. Coaches do a tremendous job in game planning and putting these guys in position, but all the credit goes to those players and they go out there and perform and finish. And with everything that we've gone through, they've gone through with the different coaching changes, getting rid of players, the organization trying to tank it, all of those different things. And to see how those guys respond, came out and played yesterday. It's pretty thrilling and emotional. Yes. He has got dudes because he says stuff like this, right? What did he just say? Hey, we did we did what we needed to do as coaches, but those guys went out there and won the damn football game. He's given all the praise to the players. He's heaping it all on them. He is telling them, we understand what you went through. We understand what went sideways. We understand how bad it got. And y'all kept pounding. You're the dudes. And the players, though, are heavily buying into that. That, combined with the fact that Steve Wilkes will best Matt Rule's season-high win total. That's why Steve Wilkes is your head coach next year. Go ahead and mark that down. All right. So we'll, we'll see. And I don't want people to think that I'm anti-Steve Wilkes because I'm not. Uh, if, he's, if he's the best guy for the job that's going to get Panthers wins and, and get them to the Super Bowl, that's the guy I want. Absolutely. I just I need a little more proving. And you talked about how he changed the game plan up before. How do you know he won't do that this week? Because Pittsburgh's looking at – that game and going, okay, this is what they're going to do. Can we stop them? And it's going to come down to a matter of patience. Do you try to go, okay, they know we're going to do this, so let's do this. Hopefully he has learned his lesson and won't do that and just come out and whether it works at the beginning or not, run the ball the entire time. But again, I want to say it one more time. I am not anti-Steve Wilkes. I just need a little more proof. That's all. Just, just a little more. A couple more games. And then you got me. I, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, he's won me over. And he's won me over both because of the fact that, and again, yeah, like you can say I need a couple more games. And sure, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Look, if now that effectively, I mean, there both is and isn't pressure, right? There is a pressure that if you go 4-0, you're in the playoffs, or even 3-1, and uh, you're in the playoffs. But also the added pressure that... As long as that loss isn't to Tampa Bay. Right. 
Um, three and one with the loss being to Tampa, you would need Tampa to drop one, which they're going to. Um, with that knowledge, my thought becomes as long as this dude doesn't choke the season, right? If we come out Sunday against Pittsburgh and we stink up the field, we choke up the field, I'm going to scratch my head a little bit. If we go back-to-back and lose to both Pittsburgh and Detroit, now we're in trouble, right? At that point, you can pretty much say, okay, we're out. Because while Tampa is likely going to drop one of the next two, if we go into that Tampa game on a two-game losing streak, I feel a little bit more confident that Tampa is going to be in that game with it being at Ray J. If he comes out and wins one of the next two, good. I got He's the dude. If he wins both of the next two, holy crap, is he the dude. But there's one more element to that, and that is the players. There's another reason. There's another voice that got added to the conversation that I went, yeah, this dude's figured it out. Luke Keekley was asked on the Max show WFNZ in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he was doing a weekly hit earlier this week. He was asked if he would be interested in returning to the organization and coaching football. He was on with the Mac attack and asked if he feels the same way about promoting Wilkes to interim head coach. Would he join up with that? And he said, if Wilkes gets the job, that quote, absolutely. It feels a lot like that 2014 season when everybody counts you out. You kind of get hot. You kind of get on a roll. The team galvanizes together and you make a run. And I think that's kind of the position we're at right now. There's a really good energy around the building. There's a lot of guys that are excited. There's a lot of excitement, end quote. Now, Keekly was asked what kind of business issues he'd have to take care of before he could join if he was going to. He said, I got to figure that out. I'm working with South Charlotte Patriots football right now. I got to see if I can get out of that contract. I got to see if that's a vertical move or if that's a lateral move, end quote. Now, all due respect to the South Charlotte Patriots football team, uh, I would say, though, it's not like a directly vertical, but the move from... uh, Pop Warner assistant coach to NFL assistant coach. I'd say it's like it's a mild incline move, you know, like you've taken a like a half a step up to go from South Charlotte Pop Warner to the NFL. Like it's respectable, I guess. It's just one of those things where you uh, I hear Rob Brown read something, but I don't know if there was sarcasm or or sincerity. And that's the how, best version of sarcasm. How, how Luke responded to to that and how he said it without actually hearing the interview. That's a direct quote. I know, but I mean, if if you say that with a smile, then you're just like basically saying, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go if if they offer it," or it could mean that the the team he's with right now means a lot to him and he would have to really think about it because he's a guy when he's in something, he's in it. And so maybe that's what it comes down to. Uh, it is a vote of confidence for Steve Wilkes, the fact that Luke Keekley said he would be willing to join the staff. We don't know that he's actually been offered a position to join the staff, but still, who wouldn't want him on helping to coach linebackers? Uh, one of my favorite linebackers of all time, I remember asking when he was in training camp, uh, asking the coach at the time, Ron Rivera, can you, what can you do to slow Keekley down so he doesn't go so hard in practice and doesn't keep 
getting the concussions. And he's like, there's nothing. That's just who he is and how he does things. So I, I know if he comes on as a coach, he's going to tackle it the same way he did, you know, guys in the NFL for many, many years. Uh, jokes aside, the fact that Luke Keekley was asked, and, and, and again, remember the preface was the to the question was, would you come back if Wilkes gets the head coaching job? Luke Keekley, as far as I can tell, and there's a little speculation. He has had some quotes. Uh, Luke Keekley, I think in large part, left the program because of the regime in charge and the way the team was being run. The fact that Steve Wilkes has won over Luke Keekley, the fact that Steve Wilkes has gotten this guy, a Panther legend, who, by the way, never has to work another day in his life in Charlotte if he doesn't want to. To go, yeah, I'd come back for that guy. Because there's excitement, there's energy, there's a galvanized team. Luke Keekley's a smart dude. And he sees that. He sees what I see at this point. Uh, that alone, like the, the 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 ball game and the results and all that, that's all good, that's all well. And, and obviously at the end of the day, if, if, if the coach had a 100% approval rating uh, amongst all Americans but he was starting at 5 and 12 every year, you'd have to move on, right? But the fact that this dude has both a locker room and a legend in Luke Keekley saying, yeah, I'd come back to work for that dude, that's the foundation you are looking for when you talk about building a culture. And that is why after the Panthers win this division this year, Steve Wilkes will officially knock that interim tag off. Just, ladies and gentlemen, you wait and see. If you have got a site or a bookie who will allow you to place a bet on the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Steve Wilkes' odds are going to be about negative 3,000 to 1. Take that bet anyway. It's free money even if it's not that much of it.